what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. I had a big uh, trash truck. Trash truck just drive by. There's a lot going on in the great city of Philadelphia this morning. Well, you're a city girl. I'm glad those uh, union folks are still picking up your trash. Yeah, it's a good life in the city until it gets cold. Well, let's talk about The Bachelor. Well, you know, speaking of The Bachelor and the city, there were a lot of Bachelor contestants running the New York City Marathon over the weekend. Did you see that, Dad? I know that the marathon was going on, but I, I really did not pay attention to, to who was running in it, no. Your favorite co-host, Tasha, ran the marathon with her fiancé, Zach. We had former leads Peter and Matt James running. A lot, a lot of Bachelor Nation showing up for the marathon. Well, that's I, that's sort of interesting. I don't know. Uh, were, were they just doing it to do it? Or are they just uh, trying to build their brands? Why are they, why are they doing this? It sounds, they, like tor- sounds like torture to me. <laughs> yeah, I think they were running for different charities. I'm not really sure how marathons work, as I would never run one. But it seems like a lot of the people there are running for specific organizations. I think the way it works is you have to run 26 miles and, uh, you know, it's 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 a, quite the challenge. Uh, hats off uh, and, and respect to anyone who can do that. Yeah. So I've seen lots of videos on TikTok. Looked like Tasha and Zach had a fun time. So that that's my housekeeping for the week. You, you don't know what their times were, do you? Um, I think Tasha and Zach were like a little over four hours. That's okay. And I saw on TikTok that the slowest member of Bachelor Nation was Pilot Pete. At like over five hours. Hey, you finished it. Uh, all respect to Pilot Pete, you know. So, and and I'm I'm happy to hear that Tasha and Zach are still a couple. Of course, they're they're thriving. Great. All right. Other housekeeping. You should subscribe to our podcast. It's a pretty it's a pretty entertaining podcast, if I do say so myself. You can like, rate, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We would definitely appreciate that. It's actually going to get more entertaining once we start talking about the show. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'm actually, the show wasn't that good that last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was struggling a bit with last night's show. It, yeah, it's definitely a downward slope compared to the week before. You know, we had a lot going on with Jamie. And it felt like this week, the producers were just trying to figure out who was going to be our next polarizing character. And they came up kind of weak. Yeah, and and I guess we got rid of Jamie and and the who was the pizza entrepreneur Peter Peter the pizza entrepreneur who had villain written all over him and and uh, so we're we're sort of back uh, this week trying to figure out where we go from here. Yeah, Michelle's too good at getting rid of the riffraff, and so we're we're lacking in the drama. Well, so what what highlights did you see in last night's show? Well, my first highlight was our first hot tub sighting of the season. Thought you, I, I think you enjoy the hot tubs or noticing the hot tubs because it's, it's weird where they put these hot tubs. Sometimes it's out in the middle of a field. This time it was in the middle of a car track race thing with some fancy cars surrounding it. It's just not where you would expect a hot tub to be. 
Well, I'm just always amused that uh, apparently part of your uniform that you must uh, carry around with you is having a bathing suit available at all times, just in case uh, a hot tub magically appears. So I'm, I'm, I'm amused by that, yes. Yeah, always have to be prepared for the hot tub on a one-on-one date. My other highs, the slumber party date looked like it was a lot of fun. The idea of it, I enjoyed, you know, there really wasn't that much to do. You know, like usually there's a big activity, but they're like, you know, let's do low key. We'll have a sleepover. It looks like the guys got to make some Build-A-Bear type things. Um, And then it kept getting funnier as the boys started to completely ignore Michelle and play games on their own. You know, they played some Duck, Duck, Goose some other things, and and they were just having some major bro time because I don't think that men really get to enjoy slumber parties the way that women do. And they, they were taking full advantage. I, I guess perhaps because I'm a man and, and have not really participated in slumber parties, uh, I had that as a low light. You know, I just uh, – it didn't really – the, the, the date didn't seem to do that much for me. They were one of the games that they said, let's play abs of steel and start slugging each other in the gut. I'm, you know, I'm, I never played that game, you know, and, and maybe I'm, I'm just not built for that type of game. You know, I, I did have the particular abs of steel challenge as a low uh, to explain to anyone that didn't catch that. It seems like a challenge where you just punch each other as hard as you can in the abs. And my comment is, what the fuck is wrong with men? Yeah, I think I follow some Twitter account is, uh, that says, you know, why women live longer than men. And I would put this under that. I I think that that's fair. Yeah. So, so I, I, you know, the whole pajama party thing uh, where, where uh, I, I think Michelle uh, described it as the, the guys embracing their man child and not paying attention to her. I, I I put that under the low light in that uh, that that's just not my kind of uh, activity. You know, I thought the two one-on-one dates. I thought I put those under highlights. I like fast cars with the BMWs, uh, and you know, I'm I'm not I'm talking about the type of date as opposed to the individual there. And I thought the the hiking date in the mountains with Rick just reeked of normalcy. So I like normalcy. And I said that 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 seems to be a good date. So I I thought those were highlights. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Martin's one-on-one. I'm not like a big car person. I don't think I'd like to be, what do they call Like skidding? What is it called? I'm not sure. So that's how little I know about cars. That didn't look fun to me. But Rick's one-on-one date seemed like a nice time, especially because they didn't have to hike up to the top of the mountain. They took a nice little gondola ride and then just wandered around the flat part at the top. You know, that is what I like to call a Meredith hike. That's a Meredith hike? Okay, the flat parts and, and no having to go up big hills. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just wandering around in the woods, the flat part of the woods. All right. Well, uh, it seemed normal. It seemed like uh, beautiful views. Uh, so, uh, and, and they, they seemed to have a nice time. The the little, what was the little box where they were putting their wishes the in? wish box, yeah. The wish, the wish box. Uh, uh, I don't know if that was planted or planned, but it was certainly, uh, it, was, it was a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, I, I think some of the wishes they all had to do with love and like 
conveniently about dads and Rick's dad had passed away and we learned more about that later. But, you know, why couldn't we see some more, some wishes that maybe weren't related to love? You know, like, oh, I wish that I didn't have IBS, something like that. Let's make this a little funnier. Or, or like my, I wish that my baseball team won the World Series. Oh, they did. My wish came true. Oh, and I thought we were going to have a week without talking about that. Well, it's getting to be college basketball season. We'll have something else to talk about soon. Okay. Another high of mine, Andy Grammer performed on Rick's one-on-one date, and that is a big get for the show. I know we were texting during the show. You don't know who Andy Grammer is. Don't know who Andy Grammer is. Who's Andy Grammer? He's a pretty well-known artist. I think that you would recognize some of his more popular songs if you went on Spotify to his account. All right. Well, I'll check that out. Uh, again, the type of music they're playing, you know, you know, very similar, it seems to me. Maybe that was a little bit more popish than country-ish. But uh, again, I'm just wondering if it's the right music for the younger hip crowd. You know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you are part of that crowd. Uh, but uh, seems like they might want to just... Uh, have some different types of music uh, that might be more appealing to the younger demographic. Well, I, Andy Grammer, I think is appealing to the younger demographic. I knew who he was as soon as he started singing. I can recognize his voice. I, I think that that's like one of the more popular people that have performed on the show. Of course, this is coming from uh, the number one fan of Taylor Swift, who will be appearing on Saturday Night Live this weekend, by the way. Yes, she does have um, Red Taylor's version coming out on Friday. I think she's also going to be on two late night shows, Thursday night and Friday morning. So it, it's a big weekend for the Swifties. Okay. So uh, the only other thing I put under highlights, and I don't even know that this is a highlight. This is more of an observation. It's just I put down formula for advancing in the show. Show a little emotion. Show a few years. Show a few tears. Pick up your rose and check. You know, like Olu. Uh, Martin, even though Martin, I, you know, they talk, he talks a lot about emotion, didn't really show much emotion, but, uh, you know, if the man, if the man cries, he's, he's going to, he's going to get a rose or he's going to stay on the show. Also, you know, you can bring the lead snacks. I thought it was nice that when Joe brought Michelle some snacks, when she was feeling down, he remembered that that was the way to her heart. I, I'm, a, we didn't see much Joe this week. I'm a big Joe fan. He's like, the silent, strong type. Yeah, I, 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 as I was watching it, I kept thinking that they seem to make the most sense as a couple, the the the, the two of them, and and uh, you know, obviously, we we probably discussed that early on, and that they're both from Minnesota, they both play basketball, but they just look like they make a good couple. Yeah, they look comfortable together. Yeah. And I think that Joe's only going to become more comfortable when they go to Minneapolis next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, my lows. Let me start this one off. As I do not personally know Martin, but he – I do not like him. I have a lot of issues with Martin, and my first low was having to watch his hair during the whole one-on-one date. I literally was audibly groaning every time his head was on the screen because his hair bothers me so much. And for those of you not watching, he's dyed his hair blonde, but he's got a lot of 
black root thing going on. It's just like the top of his hair that's bleach blonde. Dad, I'm guessing you didn't watch Tiger King, but... I I couldn't finish Tiger King. We watched some of Tiger King. We didn't get through it. In one of the first episodes of Tiger King, Joe Exotic gets married to two of his boyfriends. And I, I think that... Martin's hair makes me think that he could be Joe Exotic's third husband. Just the look of him. And then to make it worse, he showed up to this date wearing a flannel shirt with the sleeves cut off. Like he just looked like a total bum. And and this is your first one-on-one date with the friggin' bachelorette. Like, can you put a little effort in? Obviously, you didn't put in any effort with your hair. Like, at least wear a shirt with sleeves on it. He's a fitness trainer, you know? He wants to show off the guns. Sun's out, guns out. Come on. No, no. no? I'll, all I have to say is to Martin is no. Do better. So uh, under Lowe's, I did put down the the his hair, the, the blonde dye job. But I, I also said that when he puts his glasses on, to me, he sort of transforms from this blonde beach nerd, uh, a beach guy, to some sort of nerd. He looks, he looks, I don't know, he, he looks different when he puts on his glasses at dinner. I don't know. Maybe it's also because he had a sport coat on or something uh, covering up his arm. I don't know. But he just, he, he looked, he looked uh, more presentable then. Yeah, he looks better at dinner, but you still have to look past the hair. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I'm surprised that Michelle didn't take him on a one-on-one date to the salon. I guess that's a possibility. And and I also also put under the lows that... um, Martin wasn't really good in explaining his Jamie positions. You know, yeah, you know, he uh, at at the very beginning of the episode, uh, I think Olu is talking about how Martin is buddies with Jamie. Therefore, he needs we need to get rid of Martin too because Jamie is so awful. And somehow the conversation comes up uh, with Michelle about Jamie and. And Martin is saying he's he's a good guy, he's a great guy, and and that seems to upset Michelle. And that uh, uh, she's wondering whether Martin is questioning her decisions. Yeah, I don't think that you want to tell the lead that the person they sent home the night before that had like lied to her face and lied to all the men and was like kind of being a total dick that he was a hell of a man. He, he, Martin is not very good at reading the room. No. And he like, it seemed like he didn't notice that Michelle's body language immediately changed. She was just like completely closed off to him and was like, nope, wrong answer, buddy. And he just kind of kept going with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was certainly very noticeable. I mean, she, uh, she, she doesn't sugarcoat it when, when uh, she's hearing things that she doesn't like. So, um, you know, I, 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 I was wondering whether Martin would be getting the old heave ho, you know, and question to you, has anyone ever gone on a group, uh, a one-on-one date, not gotten a rose, stayed on and then gotten a rose in a rose ceremony? Or if you don't get the rose in the one-on-one, it's time to go. Typically, if you don't get a rose in your one-on-one, 
you were automatically sent home. But I think that there have been maybe one or two cases where the lead's just not sure and wants more time. But it's those are few and far between. Okay. Well, it seemed it seemed a little uh, iffy there about whether Martin was going to get the rose, but ultimately. They talk about emotion. Martin shows no emotion. And uh, I guess just by talking about emotion and vulnerability, he gets a rose. It w- I will be honest. It was hard for me to pay attention to their dinner portion of the date. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I could have I could have done some fast forwarding there. My only other low was, you know, Rick's dinner portion of his date. You know, you're you're basically required to tell the lead your sob story. And Rick had a sad sob story about his dad dying in the past couple years and Rick breaking up his parents' marriage because he found a text that his dad had been cheating and he told his mom and his dad's still blaming him for that. That's a lot to handle, but I like Rick. So that was a low? Yeah, the sad, the story's sad. It's left low. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I I, uh, I thought that date went as well. It was going to go, and you're right. They always seem to. Yeah, the the name of the game here is vulnerability. I want these guys to show their vulnerability. So yes, there seems to be a requirement to to share those uh, personal sob stories. You know, someday I'll get around to telling your mother mine. You know, so uh, you know we've only been married thirty years. Okay, well, these men are moving a little bit faster than you. Yeah, this new generation. Do you have any other lows? No, I think we, uh, you know, Martin, Martin uh, was in the lows. The pajama party for me was in the lows. Who is Andy Grammer? You've explained that to me. I'll be checking that out on Spotify. Let's move ahead. Okay, so right reason. I think... I'm giving it to Michelle. So Michelle got ignored by the men during the slumber party date. And I thought it was impressive that she was like able to acknowledge her feelings of hurt and disappointment, but also like kind of move past them to still try and have a fun time during the teddy bear takedown competition because she didn't want to bring down the energy. But then At the same time, she knew she couldn't constantly put a smile on her face and just pretend everything was okay. And so at the appropriate time, she let the guys know how she was feeling at the group date cocktail party and how she felt overlooked and that she experienced that a lot growing up as the only black girl and how she felt like she hasn't always been seen in her life. And I think that's pretty impressive because telling your partner – what your specific needs are and expecting them to rise to the occasion and, you know, meet those needs. That's some healthy adult shit. Yeah, it is. I mean, I I was, you know, I, I, as a disclaimer, want to say as a older um, white man, I, I can never know what it's like to walk in Michelle's shoes as a, a young black woman. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, th- this whole show, she's the lead and she's, I don't want to be saying getting catered to, being pampered, but she's got a lot of dudes, uh, you know, showing her attention. 
we go to this one time when they're not showing as much attention and and I feel like we're really having a little bit of a pity party. And I, I, I thought that uh, I thought she might have overplayed that a little bit. I don't think it was just one time. It's like this whole date. The guys weren't really hanging out with her. Like she was having to call people over to come spend time with her. The guys were they would, when they were doing their abs of steel challenge. They literally told Michelle, no, you can't play this game with us. Get out of here. Like. They didn't wait for Michelle to play Duck, Duck, Goose after the team that won the teddy bear takedown. Like, no one came up to her. Like, they, they were just broing out. And I think that if I were in Michelle's shoes, I would have been upset by that as well. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying I thought I thought it was a little much, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Uh, for, for right reason, Honestly, I struggled with the right reason, and, and ultimately, if I have to give one, I guess I'll give it to Rick. They they seem to have a nice date. He seems he seems sincere. He seems like a good guy. Uh, he sort of wins by default this week, and then I really didn't have any other guys that I thought earned the right reason. So so I'm I'm going with Rick. What about Olu? I thought Olu did a good job. I put him as like a second choice for me. Okay. I, I, I know that you were texting me about Olu last night and, and, uh, and, and that's fine. But, um, you know, he almost to me came off as the big brother and I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give Michelle a hug. I'm not going to give her a kiss and, and maybe the timing wasn't right, but I just, uh, fear that he's going to be relegated to the friend zone. Not that that doesn't mean that's not the right reason, but I just think he's, he's, uh, in the friend zone box now. Watching him get emotional was just, it was very heartwarming, like seeing that he cared so much and like that, what she told them impacted him. Like he, it just made me think that he's a really good guy. Well, what do you have for the wrong reason? (sighs) One of my top four picks, my buddy, Chris S. And it's not so much a wrong reason. I think I, I've renamed it a misguided wrong reason. Um, So Chris spoke up in front of all the guys and Michelle during the cocktail party about how she wasn't feeling seen, but he, he basically like handed her a drink. And as Michelle was about to start her little stump speech of the night, kind of cut her off and was like, well, guys, we need to do better. Like Michelle doesn't feel seen, blah, blah, blah. And it just like, wasn't the right time or place. Cause I also felt like that had kind of been, put behind us at that point like she'd addressed it we're moving forward and then he starts talking about how some of the guys think they already have it in the bag and it just it felt like it was really coming out of nowhere and then he has this conversation with Michelle throws Nate under the bus about how Nate's saying oh it's just a matter of time when I get my one-on-one which like I think is fair I think that we we know Nate's going to get a one on one. We know Michelle really likes Nate. We can all see that. Well, I, I also think that that's sort of the mentality that if you're on the show, you must have. If you think that you're going to end up with Michelle, and and you know at some point you're going to have a one on one date with her. It might might be next week. It might be at the hometowns. Who knows? But I, I to to me, I think Chris. I, I put Chris down as the wrong re- reason as well, just because I thought he was really grandstanding when he when he uh, uh, made his little speech there, and and I thought he 
I don't want to say took Nate's comments out of context, but I think he certainly blew them up out of proportion. And if if I'm on this show, if I think that I really have a chance to, if, if I'm seeing something in Michelle that makes me think that she and I could be together at some point in time, I think my mentality has to be at some point we're having a one-on-one date. It's just a matter of time. I don't think that necessarily means that I think I've got it in the bag, but I think that if I'm sitting around saying, oh, I hope I get a one-on-one date, I don't think that's good either. Yeah, I think you have to be optimistic in these situations or else it's too easy to spiral and like start to lose your mind like Greg last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I gave Chris the misguided wrong reason because I do think deep down he meant well but and he did a bad job delivering it. And I wrote that and then – as the night continued, I kind of started to back away from that idea because of how, you know, Olu told him he wasn't going to get a rose. And Chris is like, oh, I'm going to give Olu a nice little wink when I get my rose. And then he said, quote, I came in on my white horse and saved her from the cash hole she's been stuck in. And that just really gave gave me like more Lord Farquaad vibes than Shrek vibes. And Lord not who? just Lord, Lord who? I'm sorry. Lord Farquaad from Shrek. The short okay. king. Okay, yeah. Well, I do think that it strikes me that Chris has a little bit of a Napoleon complex, and and you know when he stands next to Michelle, I don't think he's he's not as. Vertical. He's a short. He's a short king. Yeah, yeah. But they also did him a little dirty during the rose ceremony, putting him right next to Nate, who's like eight hundred thousand feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know they're apparently rivals now. They've got an issue. So anyway. Yeah, and I do think it was a producer pick to keep Chris around because Michelle's gotten rid of all the other troublemakers so far. Well, who's your MVP for the week? It's Michelle. She's one badass girl boss, and I'm a big fan of her. You know, she spoke up about her feelings, doesn't take crap from the guys. I'm here for it. Okay. So fatherly advice to wrap us up. So a few pieces of fatherly advice, and and some this is something Michelle said that I thought really resonated with me, is that small moments are important. You really shouldn't take your significant other for granted. So, uh, you know, it's just not the big things of, you know, I'm going to go out and buy you this exotic whatever. It's, it's uh, you know, showing attention. And, and this is important. Listen up, kids. Take the initiative. You know, don't wait for your significant other to tell you she's not being seen and then start giving her, him or her attention. You know, you, that, that's not cool. You know, you got you to gotta be sensitive to that. And obviously that rubbed Michelle the wrong way. So let's, let's uh, take the initiative out there. And, and finally, uh, Michelle mentioned that in high school that she even had issues with PDA, public displays of affection. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of dad rules for PDA. It's okay to hold hands, arm around the shoulder. That's okay. A little bit of peck kissing, not not like the arm pecks, but just sort of you know you know little kisses. Okay, uh, not okay. Steamy makeout sessions, grab ass. No, no, get a room. Don't do that. No PDA like that. So just wanted to put some some dad rules out there to help you and our other listeners with the PDA issue, which I know is probably something that you worry about. Well, I'm thoroughly uncomfortable now. This is, this is 
some good dad advice that you, if your daughter's uncomfortable, you know, you did a good job there. I don't really think that I personally needed a lesson in PDA, nor do many of our listeners, but I'm glad that you felt the need to share it with us anyways. I'm full of good advice and I'm, I'm happy to be of service to our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Um, unless you have anything else you want to say to make me uncomfortable, but I'm not actually going to give you that opportunity. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to comment, rate, and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And join us next time to hear more about Michelle's season from The Right Reasons and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.